BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, can you come pick me up? Yeah, what's wrong? Nothing. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I just need a ride. Ride. Oh my god. So funny. I just want to have fun. Start your engine. <laughs> I'm Benito Skinner. I'm Mary Beth Barone. And this is Ride. 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 Action. <laughs> Action. I have a lot of galaxy brain related stuff to talk about today. Girl, take me to space. First of all, <laughs> think about how many videos we see go viral on TikTok right? Oh my God. I just went viral. I just went viral. And it has like 8 million likes, right? Uh, wait, I was just thinking we should also, after you do the ultimate ribbit challenge, I want everyone to do the, oh my God, I just went viral to a sibling. Yeah. Keep and going. do you have to film it or no? Of course you have to film it. How else is it going to be in history? <laughs> How else will we be able to put it in the book? So you see a video that has like 8 million likes, 23 million views, something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Then think about How many of those come across your desk every single day? Mm -hmm. Those are just the ones in English. I know. In English. In English. There's a Spanish-speaking TikTok. There's an Italian-speaking TikTok. There's a Mandarin-speaking TikTok. I mean, every language has viral videos. We're missing out. That's why the true viral videos, the truest... Dance. Dance. Dance is the universal language, me it's love. It's universal language. And I'm thankful for that. That's why we start Ride Live with the Hillary Duff dance. That's with true. Love Dance. It's true. Because it's the universal language. Well, yeah, it's for our international audience. I wish that I could see more viral videos in different languages just to see like what their humor is, see what their interests are. They don't end up on my page. Like they do not end up on my page. I don't know what no. I would have to do to, to get them. Isn't it crazy? Like because of the algorithm, which we said by the holidays, we won't have to talk about the algorithm anymore. But and thank goodness. We're not there yet. So here we are. I throw up. Thinking about virality just it works me up. It's a lot. It's crazy. I mean, what the algorithm has done as far as like, I only see this one thing. I mean, my For You page would just, it's just, it'll make you dizzy. It's ingrown toenails, 
things that give me body dysmorphia. Well, you can reset your algorithm stars. on TikTok specifically. <laughs> really? Yeah, you can go into settings and have it just clear everything See, out. I don't want to. I know they would restart and they would just show me like straight dudes pranking each other. No, no, with like no. floppy hair. No, I know they, that's they what they would. Show they really me. don't. You I promise? Because you follow people. I'm scared. When you reset, it goes based off the people you follow and the type of content. Why isn't that the baseline? What? Why do you think I've I've chosen to follow somebody? Hey, algorithm. I'm grumpy. <laughs> yeah, I guess you looked at ingrown toenail video for too long. Yeah. And then it put that. It said Benny Drama check on that. Oh, he loves that. Well, we all know I got my ingrown toenail cut out. Well, not yet. I don't know if I've talked about it on the pod, but I did get it cut out and it was harrowing. The issue is my toes are snatched, you know, and so when they put, That's the, what the, doctor they put said. the needle on, he said, fuck, these toes are so snatched, sis. It just... Putting a needle into a toe, I'm sorry for anyone who's queasy. I'm not going to say more than that. When they went to the numb, Novocaine, the Novocaine into my toe. <sighs> oh. Yeah. I went, Ribbit. Speaking of viral, she was viral though, Miss Ribbit Girl. Ribbit Girl. I know she made it into China. Oh, yeah. Well, because again, I feel like that's trend, it transcends culture, it transcends language. It's more of a feeling than anything. Of course. Before the internet was what it now is, mm -hmm. going viral was totally different. Mm -hmm. And a world where you can't go viral. Yeah. It would, well, you would have to sort of go viral in the news. There would have to be a scandal of some kind <gasps> or that like must see TV or a must see film. Marilyn in the white dress. Marilyn in the white dress. Let them talk. <laughs> Me as her publicist. Press. Let them talk. Press is press. Press is press. <laughs> no, I'm a gene. Press is press. Supersize okay, press. me. Super. Size Me. Super Size Me was a documentary that really gripped our nation that finally proved what we'd been asking ourselves all along. Fast food is bad for you. Or what we had been asking really all along is, if I have McDonald's for every meal for a month, would it make me sick? Thank God. That is, sorry. He is very me doing the treadmills radio heart rate. <laughs> sorry. See, that was a science fair project. Sorry. That was a science fair project. It's a little bit of a no shit me love, but I don't love what he did to my precious McDonald's because I do enjoy a nugget or two every now and then. Moderation. Moderation is key, but health teachers, they heard about this. They caught wind of this. They latched right on. And they said, they never let go. Hmm. And I'm happy for them. I'm like, take a load off. Pop in, supersize me. We're happy to watch it. Two to three classes. At That's least, eating up two to three classes. At least it's not a short doc. At least it wasn't in my head. No, it's a feature. Yeah. And health class is very movies and TV based. Mm -hmm. Like, you were getting educated through media. And I think that's mm -hmm. really powerful to use the resources that you have. Yeah. My health teacher, Miss Barbara Sykatz, fabulous mm -hmm. teacher. Yeah. She showed us this Barbara Walters interview with Jazz, mm -hmm. who was a transgender child, now is a transgender adult. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, it was like, it blew my mind. It gave me so much context and mm -hmm. so much like I learned a lot of empathy through health class. And I just feel like health teachers have the power to just like form our brains and mm -hmm. being exposed to things earlier is like always going to make people better humans. Yeah, it's great. It's called acceptance. It's really cool that we're like burning books again. I just think like that's so fun that we're just looping again on that. We're just coming back to that, which I think is really interesting. That and must be super Fanning fun to be a teacher ed. and you're not allowed to speak any truths. You can't read them Fahrenheit 451. Jesus. 
But I feel like health teachers were thinking about you. Health teachers were really thinking about you. I wonder what the current supersize me is. I mean, I know my mom popped in supersize me. My mom was a health teacher for a while. And then it was she was PE and health because they used to make them do both. And then she was just PE for a while. And supersize me was definitely on the curriculum. I think it was like a thing that you were showed in schools. Since watching that film, I like don't understand how people can get sued or like what defamation is. Like I will never get it or parody law, which <laughs> has helped me. Nathan Fielder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Nathan Fielder. Love a parody law. But I'm just like that aspect of it. I'm like, so McDonald's couldn't say anything, but like he did obviously like hurt business because they like got rid of the supersize me option. option. I mean, I've been dying to say supersize me. It's been really hard. It's hard, Ken. <laughs> it's, hard. it's really hard. You used to get, you could, you could get, something that you could just glug. Yeah. They used to be the glug menu. I don't get defamation either. I think the laws here are really loose, a lot looser than in like the UK, for example. I think that. And then there's still all these lawsuits for, you know, there's defamatory some, comments. <laughs> there's something to do with like, if it's like news or educational, there's different mm-hmm. laws. And then if you're writing a book, you can literally say anything. It's yeah. the craziest phenomenon. They don't fact check books. If an article is being written about a book or an interview, they will fact check what's in the book. It's no more the fake journalists. news. I'm so sick of the fake news. I know. Well, there that is one way of combating it. But like, <laughs> for example, like Jessica Simpson's book, I'm not saying that it wasn't fact checked because mm-hmm. I believe every word of it. But the fact that she was able to name names and not get sued. And then you see someone like Moby's book mm-hmm. who actually lied and it came out that he lied. But it was just like, oh, whatever. It's like, it's my book. Yeah. I don't I don't get that. I never said I guess they're kind of like I didn't say everything in it was true. Yeah. I just called it a memoir. Remember a million <laughs> little pieces or whatever? That yeah, whole scandal that was crazy. with lying about there was like Oprah had them on and then they, yeah, they lied James about Frey or James something Frey. like that. Yeah. And if it wasn't, don't tell me. Of course not. <laughs> Thanks. There's so many tiny little beautiful big fires everywhere. And that's what's hard for brains. And that's ultimately why the algorithm is keeping bilingual TikTok from us. Exactly. I would love Thank to know God. people that live, you know, they're English speakers primarily living in Mexico City. Like, mm-hmm. what's your algorithm? Are you getting served? Is it like local? Like, I just want to know. And I'll never know. You like to know local flavors. You're a cultural girl. Yeah. You're, yeah, you've, you've traveled the it's world. It's kind of what I'm about. You've sailed the seven seas. I have. And you're ready to see what the kids are watching. I want to know. <laughs> I also really want to know what is the new Super Size Me. You asked that earlier. I, I think it's don't fuck with cats. <laughs> <laughs> it better be. It better be. God, that scared the shite out of me. I didn't watch. I think scary. it would upset me too much. It was really fucking scary. Sometimes documentaries can like, I mean, the Blackfish. Night- oh my God. The Night Stalker one was like the scariest thing I've ever seen. I didn't see that one. It was one. on Netflix. I don't watch true crime. That's something about me. I don't don't watch true crime. Like the Venn diagram of my interest, true crime's just not on there. Mm -hmm. I just think it's like, I'll watch something fictional if need be. It's on mine. Obviously, you know that. And I always make the mistake of just getting into one when Terry's gone. Even though he likes them, he'll watch them with me, but I'll just be alone in the house. And I'm like, oh, good. Well, I watched Making a Murder and then I felt like an idiot because I feel like it was, there's so much controversy around that specific Mm -hmm. case. And I just, I was eating it up. The filmmakers convinced me no, I was I very know. convinced by them. I mean, he didn't do it, right? Is he still in jail? But now I need people an think update. he did. Oh, now they think that the it. documentary was misleading. So it's Ugh. like, I can't keep up. What am I supposed to believe? Can someone just tell me? Well, if I'm going to watch a documentary <laughs> and this gets into my ride, yeah. I want it to be about pop culture. Exactly. I want it to be Beckham. So this week for Ride, I'm going to be riding for Posh and Bex. 
Uh, the royal family. And I, along the lines of that, along the lines of Mr. Beckham himself, oh yeah, I can bend it. <laughs> I will be writing for Friendly Competition. There's one skincare brand quite literally on everyone's lips right now, and that's the Inky List. Do you want those naturally fuller lips without actually getting lip filler? Hi, Mary Me. Beth. Us. Me. Try their new viral plumping lip balm. It's absolutely fabulous. I actually have it on right now. Really? Yeah, look at this. And they're very plump. With all the skincare products out there, we're constantly asking ourselves, do we need a toner? Is a 10-step routine really necessary? It's time to take the guesswork out of your skincare routine and find what's right for your skin with The Inky List. The Inky List is an award-winning, science-backed skincare brand that has the right ingredients at an affordable price to get the results you're looking for. They'll answer all your questions so you can make better decisions about your skin. Like, you know, do I need a toner? As I said before. And what actually is polyglumatic acid? I mean, I literally have no idea. Or is skipping moisturizer making my oily skin worse? It's just crazy. It's dizzying. And right now, the Inky List is offering our listeners 20% off their purchase with the promo code RIDE. Go to theinkylist.com, spelled I-N-K-E-Y. Inky. And use... <laughs> And use promo code RIDE. That was such a good inky out of you. Sorry, sis. Nailed it. And use promo code RIDE for 20% off your order. That is fabulous. That I'm could sorry. be thousands of dollars. No, seriously. I don't know how much skincare girls are buying, <laughs> but you, wait, at the affordable price, you need to be buying a lot of inky, baby. You have to. But maybe our girls are, and you know what? I am. So. I mean, that's the inkylist.com. Promo code RIDE. Period. You like the intonation there? I mean, that's the inkylist.com. <laughs> Keep all that. Keep all that. No, I literally, that's the inky list. The inky <laughs> list is fabulous. And the answer to your thing earlier is everyone in LA should be using a toner. And like in cities, big cities. And like insidious. Unless you're living in like Sweden, you need a toner. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks, inky list. We love you, kid. Hinge is a dating app designed to be deleted. Did you know that? Oh, so here's the thing. Yes, I did. <laughs> Hinge is such a magical place for meeting people. My favorite thing to do is to have friends over who are single because as you know, you and I are both deeply in love. Mm -hmm, but I have my single friends over. We airplay their Hinge to the TV. We go through the prompts. We have such a great time. And often I'll give them feedback on their profiles because as you know, I'm an expert. Oh, Terry, 10 seconds into the ad. He's taken so many Hinge profile pictures. Oh my, I can People come over and they're like, get Terry, get the camera. We need it. Get, we need the crash cover Hinge profile pic. <laughs> Grab the fake blood. Hinge is great for anyone looking to date with intention. No matter if you're part of the LGBTQIA plus family or not, Hinge helps you find people that you actually like. And now Hinge has just launched their new bisexual preferences. Ooh. Did you hear that really that loud? And blast your, my eardrums. Why Sorry, don't you? baby. He's so excited. Empowering bisexual and queer daters. Hi, Mary Beth. Hi. To have more control over their dating experience. I'm gagged for this. I love it. With this new launch, bi and queer daters have the option to customize their preferences for age and height across different genders, making it easier to find what you're looking for and go on great dates. And I've always said, actually, you know what, Hinge, here's an idea for you. You need one profile for guys to see and one for girls because for guys you just want to look hot and dumb girls you need to look smart and cool mm -hmm. and so you know what let's deepen the bisexual preferences let's go even harder let me have split personalities on this app <laughs> no totally let me show you all the things i can be we all deserve to have more control over our dating experience and go on great dates I want all my babies to go on great dates. I really Same. do believe that. And all they need to do is download Hinge and find someone worth deleting the app for. I'm telling you, it's, it's all about Hinge these days. I've been to some parties in LA. My LA girls, 
keep fighter the good fighter because <laughs> I know you're not meeting people at parties to hook up with. Oh, girl. Hinge is empowering by daters with more customization. So why don't you download a profile and just see what see what happens? Hinge, we love you. Wait, where are we going? Who cares? Ride. Ride. I want you to go first. I'm Me so too. excited to talk about this. So friendly competition. I think everyone thinks, hey, you gays don't care about anything, right? You just like watching Drag Race. Well, what's Drag Race? A friendly competition. Sometimes not so friendly. And that's what I'm going to say. I think sometimes competition can get a little scary and like fans online and stuff. I think everyone needs to just take a deep breath. Totally. I just paused for For them to take a deep breath. Take the deep breath. Takes deep breath. So friendly competition. I have loved competition, like just friendly competition since I was a kid. So I used to cheat in Battleship because that's a game of luck and I just don't agree with it. A little friendly competition, a little game of bump. Why don't we? How about we just say who can run the fastest? That's why I love track. It was friendly competition. A game of Beirut. Come on. A game of beer pong, a game of quarters. It's all in good fun and everyone wins. Bloody I Knuckles. Think- can we please play Bloody Knuckles? <laughs> Since there's six kids in my family, we used to play wiffle ball, 3v3. Mm-hmm. Obviously, usually the team that I was on would lose because I was so little and tiny. Mm-hmm. But it taught us the spirit of competition. I'm a pretty competitive person, but I really don't like that about myself. See, I like the friendliness of it. Like sometimes it's so fun for me if I'm on like a team. I've never lost at Fishbowl, by the way, especially celebrity. I've never been on a losing team. I found that's the best game. I found what I'm good at. And that's so cool Mm -hmm. because all this time I was like, oh, I'm like fine at football. Like my parents are athletic. So I had some of that. But catching balls and stuff wasn't really it didn't work. for me. And that felt more psychotic competition. There was something everyone around was so scary. It's very physical. Exactly. I'm like, I just want it fun. And like I can talk shit, but it's in a funny way. It's like mini golf. I love like friendly competition. And that gets me to something that made me think of this. Which recently, I had the pleasure of going to your brother Jamie's house mm-hmm. for a chili. Jamie and Michelle. Jamie and Michelle. Michelle, it's a beautiful home. Killed it, girl. Lesson. I love her. Deliverance wants to show that house. She's itching to show that house and show the game room. She's going to door knock. We played GoldenEye in the game room. We did. That was a huge night. Oh, she's going to door knock. If anyone knows <laughs> what the fuck it means for a real estate agent to door knock, you have to tell you us. Can we can't us look know. it up. You can let us know. I only let my babies tell me. I ask them what they learned in school today and mm-hmm. they come home and they tell me. Don't tell me how to parent. <laughs> don't. And don't judge me as a parent. <laughs> don't you have judge no right to judge parent. me as a parent. So... It was a chili cook-off. There were 10 chilies, 10 crockpots. Walking into a kitchen with 10 crockpots. I mean, how cool is that? And cheese and sour cream. I don't think cornbread is that good. That's just kind of my, that's actually like a hot take. And that's okay. Which everyone, why does everyone need? everyone. Not everyone needs a take. Come on. I don't want to give you a hot take every time you put a camera in front of me and it's for your own special TikTok. I know. Come on. I know. I don't have any hot takes. I have the takes of love. Well, that's why I hate being negative. That's one reason why friendly competition stresses me out. So at the chili cook-off, I didn't vote. I abstained because I didn't want people to feel sad. Like you have a winner. And this is a big problem I have with sports. I'm like, Mm -hmm. especially women's sports. Because in women's sports, there's women who are losing. And I take a big issue with that. I completely agree. I don't and like that. That That's why I said friendly. I mean, it's not just competition in general. Sometimes I like when it gets a little, it feels like it's important. But what's so great is that I usually play these games with queer people and women. Oh. So at the end, we all completely forget what we have no grudges. It doesn't matter. We're kind of call it cosplaying. 
as competitive straight people for a bit. And then the second it's done, we don't care because guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's what's so exciting about friendly competition, except this chili cook-off. It was serious to me. I wasn't about to have someone who made the best chili lose that day. That's why I voted because I'm like, I know someone spent so much time and the winner, we found out he did spend a lot of time. Huge shout out to him. He was holding the trophy the second he got it until the second he left. Yeah. Everyone was laughing. They were having so fun. They didn't care. The woman who got second place, she was just like laughing. She was like, I'm so glad. That's so sweet. We all ate amazing chili. I heard that she won the year before. So a generous queen. And there was a tie for third. There was a tie for third. This rocked me. I don't really agree with that, to be honest. I don't love ties. I looked at the 10 chilies and I said, supersize me. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you do that. I had every fucking chili. I had, I tried every single one. I sat next to your dad and we tried each one. I gave him my notes because of friendly competitions. I don't think it's cheating. I just think it's funny to kind of talk to everybody and and kind of get everybody riled up. So it wasn't secret ballots or no, but I was saying things, but people were like, oh, don't say. And I was like, what? I think number four is actually tastes like Ben's chili bowl. And they did a great job. It's more meaty. It's more gritty. I think number two is more of a summer chili. I became Padma. Is it chefs get your knives? Whatever it they say. It was knives out. It was knives out. Oh my God, it seriously was. The chili cook-off was fabulous because it was fun for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Like those that didn't bring a chili got to eat a chili. Those that made chili got to be proud of it. And this guy, Chris, I'm not sure his total familial relation to you, but he brought a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville maker. And boy... He had a competition in his own and he was being competitive with himself. It was a competition of one. He knew he could make the best margarita in the world. And he did. He got very close. Me and him were very close the whole time. Besties. Love you, Chris. I want to talk about friendly competition versus, and this is a competition in a way, Mm -hmm. being friendly competition versus taking something way too seriously. So I want to tell a story about why I had to step away from friendly competition for about seven, eight years. Yeah. I had a traumatic incident playing a game of Monopoly and you might laugh, but I'm being serious. And this was a serious event in my life that I could finally trace back. Little fires everywhere. everywhere. Hit it. I was dating an older guy who lived in LA. It was a long distance relationship. And I went out to visit him. We were playing a game of Monopoly. Now it was me, him, one other person who I don't recall. And then his friend who was a lovely gal, heiress to a helicopter fortune. And we had the same birthday. So cool. Huge. So we're playing Monopoly and the helicopter heiress keeps forgetting to collect money on her properties. And me being a friendly competitor, I would say you have to collect the money. Classic heiress. Classic. <laughs> she, money was not, money was no object to her. That must be such a cool game for them. They do think that, that it's real. Yeah. yeah. But they think it's all real money and real buildings the <laughs> yeah. whole time. She's like, wow, I'm a property owner. <laughs> yeah. So we're playing and she keeps forgetting to collect money. So I kept saying, oh, and you can collect money. Like now you can collect money. Yeah. And she was like, oh, thanks. And then my boyfriend at the time was like, stop doing that. And I thought he was joking. So then the next time she forgot to collect money on her property, I said, oh, you can do it again. He looks at me with the widest eyes I've ever seen. And he said, stop fucking doing that. Stop telling her to collect the money. And I was like, okay, psycho, like jokingly. And then he got really, really mad. And then the game sort of kept going for a little bit. But I want to say I told her to collect money one more time. And then he got mad at me again. And I called him a psycho again, just like offhanded. Like, oh my God, you're being a psycho. He slammed the game shut, sent everyone home. He was so mad at me. He's like, I'm about to take you to the airport. I'm about to take you to the airport and put you on a flight back. 
Oh. <laughs> and you looked at him and you said, <laughs> What a fucker. <laughs> He I swear to God, I, I swear to God, you. I'm sweet until you get me around some of your exes. No, I know. So it was really I'm scary. I'm fighting Stan's sister. We had God, a huge I'd love fight. to chop him in the throat. We had a huge fight. What a small loser. I hope no one married him. I don't keep up with his goings on. It was kind of crazy because I just wouldn't participate really in like fun, like board games for years. I just kept God. my distance. Yeah. And then I was in London visiting Edward and he, he and his friends brought out Yahtzee. And I was like, I don't want to play actually. Like I'm good. And he was like, why not? And I was just like, I don't know. I just like, I don't really want to play. Like it's mm -hmm. just, you guys play and have fun. Yeah. And then I had this like flashback moment to being in that home where I was chastised yeah. for being a good sport. And then I realized, oh my God, I haven't played board games in so many years because I just like, I had like trauma associated with it. And Edward's friends, obviously the sweetest. It's Yahtzee. It's mm -hmm. very low stakes. Now I can play Codename. I can play oh, all these games. To be able to finally my world play is code open. Names. I know. And so it was just really sad. And I think like friendly competition should stay friendly. And like, just it's not that big of a deal. If you think that's a big deal, you're such a loser. I really, I, I have to go through his mental processes. I hope this isn't triggering. No. So he was mad at you because you were telling an heiress to get her money. And he was like mad that in the end she would win because she... I love that a man is mad that she is getting what she deserves. Well, that she earned that money. Yeah, she has the property. She's got the properties. She's Miss Property, my love. She's a homeowner. She's a homeowner. She's got buildings. She owns the Golden Gate Bridge. But then Eat he was ass. mad that I called him a psycho as well. Well, if even the though, shoe fits, if you're being a psycho, yeah, I'm call you a psycho. I mean, this is someone that had those blowups at me a lot of times, and so. I learned from it. I don't tolerate that sort of thing anymore. Friendly competition. It's, it literally doesn't matter. It's, oh, for my dad's 70th, you brought up code names and I played it with my whole family and it was so fun, so joyous. I love teams too. I love when you can have teams. When it's individual, it can kind of start to get like heated with some people who yeah. just, I don't know, they need to get something out of their system, which is fine. I, I still think it can lean friendly, but it was teams for my family and it was my mom's turn for her team and all the words are out. So, you know, the first kind of word that you say for code names, I'm sure everyone listening has played. Well, I mean, and as a side the, note, it's the game of the year. It's the game of the year. <laughs> it won best game. And so I'm going to ride around the holidays for not buying gifts. But if you have to buy a gift, buy code names. God, it's just cool. If I go into a house, I see code names. I go, get it out. Get it out. Supersize me. Supersize me. <laughs> it's so fucking good. So my mom sees all and for everyone who hasn't seen the video, my mom at a recent live show in Seattle rode for peace, peace, period. She said she was either going to ride for that or Donald Trump going to jail. Oh, and in many ways, those are synonymous. <laughs> exactly. So. No, she's consistent. She sees all the words in front. And usually for the first word, you try to get something where you'll get multiple tiles. Right. So essentially you say a word and then the other team can see based on on the board what would associate with that word. But my mom just goes, Paris for one. And we look down and we see one of the tiles and it says France. France, I knew it. She is so fabulous because my mom, so I wonder if you feel the same way about this. My mom works so much and has worked so much in her life and is always like, I need to go like clean this, do this, fix this, organize this. There's always something. That the idea of playing a board game is so foreign to her. Like, she's like, why would I do this when I could, like, go finish the dishes? Like, this is When insane. I could clean out the basement. When I could completely clean out all your clothes. Like, right now. 
So I loved it because she was like, I guess, is this what you guys do? Is this how it works? Paris for one. It was so explosive. It was a, it was the cutest thing it's I've ever friendly. seen. It's friendly. That's why. It was so it's friendly. We were fun. And we were all laughing and she laughed. And it was just like the whole thing was so beautiful. Terry gets kind of competitive and that's fun. And I love friendly tennis too. Yeah. Being competitive definitely runs in my family. So it can be really hard to like sort of overcome that. But one thing I found that's really fun. So we're a Scrabble family. And I like to play Scrabble for speed. It's mm-hmm. so fun. You can just put down the word dog. But mm-hmm. if you do it quickly, it's like, you're not even being graded on the speed. It's just like, mm-hmm. let's just have a quick game of Scrabble. Yeah. You don't have to spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes trying to figure out how to use all your letters. Of course. I don't play that much because my family plays for points, mm-hmm. but I just find it's kind of freeing when you just say, hey, let's just have fun. Let's play capture the flag. Let's play cornhole. Totally. Red Rover. Let's break our wrists and play Red Rover. Simon <laughs> says. I played Red Rover recently. Why? Was, was it like at the 40. wedding in Vermont? Yeah, it was at the You're wedding kidding. in Vermont. No, 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 no. But the last time I did play it was the last time I was in Vermont Whoa. at a pizza joint. See, It's the best pizza place in Vermont. And we played it and a few people did get a little heated by it. Straight, obviously. But they were shocked at how fast I could move. I go, you think this dumper doesn't hold any speed? When Jesus made me, he said, how big do I make this butt? And I turned and I said, super, super size, size me. I just think friendly competition is so fun. Keep it light. I'm not telling you to be a psycho. Go play bump with your neighbor. Knock on your neighbor's door Bop and it. say, play a bump. <laughs> Bop it. Fuck it. Pull it. Suck it. Tap it. Rock it. This time of year, leaves fall. Schedules get chaotic. And basic human needs go on the back burner, like cooking Because of that, sometimes my meals are more of a smorgasbord of what's left in my fridge and probably not super nourishing. I'll be the first to say it. (laughs) Mary Beth, what's something crazy you've been eating? Well, I'm a huge proponent of girl dinner. I didn't even know it was a thing, but then, because my sister's been doing girl dinner for years with her kids. So last night I had prosciutto, which I panic bought when it was flooding in New York, pickles, chips, hummus, and carrots. And that's like a meal to me. Hello, charcuterie plate. Instead of grabbing those random items left in my fridge, I could just be using Daily Harvest. I mean, I could get delicious, quick, and satisfying meals delivered right to my door. I love it. I have Daily Harvest in my freezer, and when people open, they go, Daily Harvest. And I'm like, yeah, do you want one? It's literally, I swear to God, it's people are obsessed. They love it. They want a little smoothie. I'm like, yes, I'll put some almond milk in it and blend it up, bitch. They just go crazy. Daily Harvest keeps my stomach and, as I said, freezer full with options like fruit and veg pack smoothies, soups, and harvest bowls. I really love the soups too, I will say. Like it's just cozy and it's autumnal. Totally. And they also have tons of options for any time of day, like flatbreads, forager bowls, and bites. There's this um, apple and cinnamon forager bowl, period. Mm. That's all I'm going to say on that. Mm. Just, I'm sorry. It's a taste of fall. Beautiful. And you should also know that by working directly with farmers, Daily Harvest secures the best ingredients and freezes them at peak ripeness to lock in that always in season taste and just picked nutrition. What you see is what you eat. So keep yourself in your freezer full with hassle-free meals from Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash ride pod to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash ride pod for up to $65 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash ride pod. Thank you, Daily Harvest. Thank you, Daily Harvest. Harvest yourself daily. daily. <laughs> New tagline. Wait, we can all harvest. Marketing. Emma Watson recently said it's not always the harvest. And I think about <gasps> that every day. Think about that. Think about we that. We love you, Daily Harvest. Going from friendly competition, mm-hmm. we're going to zoom out 
to the biggest big ideas stage in athletics. Yeah. Some would think I'm talking about the Olympics, but I'm actually talking about the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So as many people know, I am dating a British guy. He's fabulous. The whole world knows. Love of my life. And he's a love of mine. He loves soccer, football, as they say. Football. Football. So what's really cool and something that happened in the 90s, the biggest star in football dated the biggest star in pop culture. I'm talking about David Beckham and Posh Spice. To know you is to know how much you love Posh. So I was a Posh girl. When we would dress up as a group, I was always Posh, little Gucci dress. Posh Spice actually had a profound impact on my personality Mm -hmm. because she was so just like always demure and she was like, quiet but she spoke when it was totally necessary and she her words were cutting and a little crass she was a little crass and a good sense of humor amazing sense of humor her and beckham did a segment on the ali g show that's so funny and it really shows off her comedic chops yeah she's got him and so does this new documentary on netflix called beckham as a kid they were royalty to me and him doing soccer was cool Obviously. They are. Yeah, they are royalty of sorts. And they're gorgeous, Mm -hmm. both of them. And they have a gorgeous family. But I didn't really have a big concept of like, you know, soccer in the UK or whatever. I just knew Mm -hmm. David Beckham was a hot person. Bend it like Beckham came out. And I just feel like there was so much buzz around this couple. Well, now they're telling their story in their own words. And it's in a four part documentary series on Netflix called Super Size Me. Called Super Size Me. (laughs) The David Beckham and Victoria Beckham story. Yeah. So this documentary is just so well done. And what's weird, and you won't know this reference because you didn't watch Succession, but mm-hmm. as I was watching it, I was like, whoa, that sounds... Don't just say that. But you, don't say you don't, that on... But you don't. I know, but don't just say stuff like that. Okay, sorry. You can't just say somebody all right, didn't all right, watch Succession. Stop. There's another person in the room. Okay, okay. No, let we'll me, keep let me, all this. Okay. We'll keep all this because I want people to know that you can call someone out like that. That's posh. That is... That was sick. Victoria would have done the same. Because I know you didn't watch Succession, but... And then she'd keep going. she just fucked someone off. So the producer's voice sounded a lot like one of the guys from Succession, one of the supporting characters. And I look it up and who's the producer? This guy, Fisher. Oh. Yeah. And that's a great example of being a multi-hyphenate. Yeah, finally. Finally. Oh, did I tell you at the Vermont wedding that someone made me tell them I'm a multi-hyphenate? But then at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, I know what you do. And I was like, what? That's odd. Yeah. Putting you on the spot like that. I I just took my pants off. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I can't believe you just made me say I'm a multi-hyphenate. Made you sing for yourself. Can everyone just never ask someone if you know they're a multi-hyphenate to ask what they do? Because then they'll have to say multi-hyphenate. Yeah. It's just, that's tough. It's tough, especially at a wedding when you're trying to kick back and And this counts for, I'm talking for about everybody. Oh, yeah. Because that's like, I ask like somebody and they're like, well, I'm a mother, a sister. It's like, you know, I know. I know. You don't have to tell me. I know. I know. This documentary is so gripping and it's really highlighting this 90s nostalgia that we all have right now. But what I love is just like the care that went into making it. And I feel like you're really seeing them tell their story. It's like so fun. And the way they show the games, like when it's a really high pressure game, if you're like me and you didn't watch soccer in the 90s, I have no idea how it's going to go. So it's almost like I'm watching the game, but it's three minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, I'm. Hello, Sizzle Reel. Hello. You totally sold me in the room. No, it's a great edit. Yeah. And so there's a lot of moments that Victoria has where they've gone viral. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just went viral. She just went viral. But telling the story of their love, and there's a really important moment in this documentary. So David Beckham was playing in the World Cup. Rabbit. <laughs> my brain, Rabbit. my intrusive thoughts just go, Rabbit. Rabbit. You say, there's a really important part. I go, Rabbit. 
rabbit. When they ask, no, listen down and quiet up. <laughs> when you ask me when I have to say my vows at my wedding and right before I do, I just look at Terry and go, rabbit. <laughs> World Cup. World Cup. David Beckham is on the team, obviously. Mm-hmm, of course. And he's been through a lot with this coach. This coach, I would say, doesn't come across amazing in the documentary. He was the mm-hmm. England coach. I think his last name is Hoddle or something. But basically, this player, this Argentinian player, tr- they had like a foul. There was like a foul mm-hmm. where he like David Beckham tripped. And then David Beckham sort of just, like backwards kick a, mm-hmm. at the guy and got a red card and he got sent off the field. And they ended up losing the game. He was 23, I believe, at the time. And the night before, he had found out that Victoria Beckham was pregnant. She was on tour with the Spice Girls. I mean, watching their long-distance relationship, it's really gives inspiring. me a lot of hope. And it's very yeah. inspiring because they were both just like at the top of their game, but they made it work. So it was really tragic to see this moment. And his coach kind of threw him under the bus and was like, we probably wouldn't have lost if David Beckham didn't do that foul. So that's not like really taking pride in your work. I don't think that's... It's not taking accountability. It's not... Oh, it's definitely not taking accountability. First, he goes to see Victoria and then he goes back to England and he is truly the most hated person in the country. And for two years... That's not friendly competition. It doesn't matter. For two years. For two years, most hated man in England. People would spit at him on the street, death threats. They would follow him around. Like, it's just really scary. He said that at the time mental health wasn't really a conversation. So mm-hmm. he's just enduring all this. He's bottling it up. It's obviously affecting him. Mm-hmm. And he was still playing amazing for his team, Manchester United, after that happened. And they oh. went on to win like three major tournaments the next year or the year after. He had like a lot to prove. But I think it just goes to show that like people can rise from the ashes. They can overcome. Mm-hmm. And also it's just like treat people with humanity and respect. Like it really just made me so sad to think he's dreamed of being a soccer player his whole life. He makes mm-hmm. it to the biggest stage in soccer, which is the World Cup. And he made a mistake. And it's it's sad. Also, and it's I, not that big of a mistake. I feel like that happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, Spotify gave us a red card of sorts. They did. They canceled. But we flipped it and, and reversed it. it. And just like exactly <laughs> as David Beckham did. I'm so sad that the psycho fans took away the beauty of having your first child. I mean, I don't know if they totally took that away, but at least making that time hellish. Yeah. Also, you know, he there's other teammates there. Like they, a lot of teammates. It, why is it all on him? That's so what? Because he couldn't play like how many? I don't know how many other people are out on the field. I think 10. God, that was oh, FIFA was such a hard you bring up soccer to me, you bring up football Americano. And it's just like it really fucks me up because having to play FIFA with straight guys was so hard. I would just spin around and just kick. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like when I played Goldeneye the other night at Jamie's at Jamie and Michelle's. And it was just, oh, my God. Straight guys are damn good at video games. There's no and I'm not a gamer. G-A-Y-M-E-R. They're built different. It's built different. I mean, they wouldn't even let me have a moment. I would get a big old AK-47, an AR-15, if you will, which we haven't talked about your, <laughs> the AR-15 that you ordered. We haven't talked oh, about the gun Glock. that you ordered. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah, Glock. Glock. So I got an email, a spam email that went to my primary inbox, Google. Love you, kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it said, thanks for your purchase with an order number and it had a receipt attached. And I was like, what is this? You know, like, mm. I just wanted to open it and make sure they didn't have any of my actual details. I open it as a Glock. fully like a rifle and it was pretty scary I was really scared it was really but I checked my PayPal and it hadn't Mm -hmm. actually gone through or been ordered thank goodness what was the color charcoal black it had like a nickname it was like a J. Crew name yeah let me look it up it was like Dusty Olive 
So it was a Glock 17. <laughs> oh, well, of In course. charcoal black. Charcoal black. That's what yeah, and it I was, remember that. It was $1,200. That's the detail I remember. 1200 bucks. You can order guns online, which is really scary. God, that's the scariest shit I've ever heard Terrifying. of. Terrifying. So Oof. I really got reminded of Jessica Simpson's book by this documentary because in her book, she really discusses the L's that she took in her career and mm -hmm. like disappointing herself. Yeah. And I think that's a really powerful story to hear from celebrities themselves because the media can spin it and they can position people however they want. But mm -hmm. when you hear them talk about it and how it shaped their choices in the future, I just really love how human it is. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend this documentary, even if you're not a sports fan, like it, yeah. it gets the blood pumping. I mean, I felt like I could lift a car after watching the scenes when they won the treble. I'm sold. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to watch it this week. I don't know if they cover when they came to America and- I when there you want to talk about a fuck ass Bob, hers, her Bob. Oh my God. And when she went and got her driver's license and she took oh. two photos and she grabbed both of the bars next to her and went, Oof. it was so, that haircut was so huge. That whole era was She had so, a fuck ass Bob during the Spice Girls as well. She's just God. a style icon. It was, almost wasn't a fob when she had, came to America. It was something it, it was something even greater. It was before Kate Gosselin could even imagine something like that. And Victoria showed America the British what are coming. What it could be. The British are coming, and this time, they're staying. <laughs> this time, they're moving in. They're here to stay. I'm such a stand of her. Obviously, I think Beckham is amazing, but God, I love Posh. And I just think she's a she's a brilliant designer as well. She really is. And the makeup is fabulous. She's a businesswoman. Well, and I course. love that they have four kids. They're so lovely to each other in the documentary they tease each other a bit but in a way that you can just tell intention Come on, i'm just taking a piss a lot of love sorry i'm taking a piss well when when she's saying she's working class and he goes be honest <laughs> and she goes i am being honest <laughs> no be honest i fucking love that i don't know they're just so cute to me their traditional family values they both work they have a lot of passion for their careers and I just think like- I feel the love. They're beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful family. And I feel like we could learn a lot from David Beckham being dragged so publicly with, you know, getting the red card. We just can treat people with humanity They're and have human. love behind us. What's his name? Uh, Bill Buckner. Do you remember? He's the famous guy that was on the Red Sox. Like he didn't catch in baseball. <sighs> It's really tough. You're really pushing us today with the sports talk. I know. This is it really hard? I know. It's I, really hard. I know that we usually don't have the facts, but I don't even have the words today, which no. is cool. I always feel so bad for the kicker in football. I can't even no, think about it. The so all the kickers, our heart goes out. Yeah. Well, you said today, my heart goes out and that kind of just goes Well, no, here, here's what it is. My heart goes out to everyone. Yeah. That's how I feel. Oh, my heart goes out to everyone. My that's you in a press. <laughs> that's you doing press for anything. Oh yeah. My heart goes out to everyone. Though my heart doesn't go out to people who are actually it does. The people who are threatening Beckham. It's like there's something wrong with. Well, they need to look inward. On. Yes. Speak out less. Speak look out inward less. more. Yes. And this is something that I hadn't really considered, but there's a lot of history in sports. Yeah. And even though it's not my history, oh my god, my favorite thing Posh <laughs> says in the whole thing, she goes, "I don't love football." I didn't love it then. I don't love it now. I love David and I would watch anything he does. That's so beautiful. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. She didn't have to rib it so hard. Be honest. <laughs> Be I honest. am being honest. I she just love her. So I, I love wanted her to give them too. a big hug. I just like, 
great family. I'm so happy that they stayed together. That's a couple that if they got divorced would affect me, Mm -hmm. really affect me. Also, I thought of this the other day. If my parents came to me and told me they were getting a divorce, I'd be like, no, you're fucking not. Yeah. No. Go to your room. No. Before you come to me with something like that, go to your room. I'd say quiet up and and listen listen down. down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, does this change anything? They go, that's why we're getting a divorce. No, I would have laughed at them. I would just laugh and say, okay, nice one, guys. We go, "Ah, Ah. ah, ah, ah." we're doing the TikTok hand in front of mouth thing, which I think that also is a universal language. My heart goes out to everyone. You know what you are, Mary Beth? Bisexual? Well, yeah, but you're also my ride or die. Ride or die. I couldn't ride for Posh and Bex anymore. I say Posh and Bex, by the way. I know I'm going to love this doc and I've always loved them. I love their W magazine spread from a few years back when she had she had the fob and he I mean, I, I think it's about time someone said it ass carved out of stone. I mean, dear God, his legs were insured for millions as they should be as my ass is my ass and my butt chin. <laughs> I ride for friendly competitions. I'm really glad you brought this back to the forefront. I ride for having to step back from it and I ride for reengaging. Mm-hmm. The chili cook-off was a total hit. We had the best time. I had so much fun. It was just, it was literally, it was a night for the books. It really was. Yeah. So host friendly competition, participate in friendly competition. It's a fun game. It's, I think, you know what it does? It just, it's fun to raise stakes every now and then. It just, it kind of revs the old engine. It gets, you out, hard. it gets you out of your head. Not too high. Uh, hey, did anyone else spend all of 2023 in their head? We're both raising our hands. We're raising our hands. So I just, it's so fun to have friends over. Now that everyone has a camera, you can't really talk shit. So I would really, really recommend just a little bit of friendly, friendly competition. competition. Go play a game, a fishbowl of code names, Monopoly. We love you, kid. Hey, Mary Beth, super size me. <laughs> love you, kid. Love you, kid. Oh, my exit. Benny, babe, eyes on the road. Benny, look out! Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.